0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Press Play Lifestyle Inspired Podcast, where we do interviews with interesting and inspirational people like our new friend, Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi. For our listeners, that's you, to find the resources, tools, and support, they need to be their best inspired selves. How are
1: you today, Sue? Hey, thank you for having me on your show. Um, it's great. Lovely to be here. I'm, I'm good, actually. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, so
0: it's so nice to meet people. I I just love podcasting. I love meeting new people, hearing about people's stories. It's just, um, it's the highlight of my day most days. And so it is a pleasure to meet you. I wonder if you might mind telling our audience just a little bit about yourself
1: and what you do. Okay, so I'm Sue Arosa, and I'm a mental health and wellness coach. So I've basically merged counselling with coaching. Um, which I absolutely love that I can do that um, and I also run um, personal development workshops and I have a one-day well-being retreat and I have a, um, a couple of online programs in the pipeline as well to help manage with anxiety, negative thinking um, yeah and just personal growth and development so we learn to love ourselves I love it, I love it. Mm. i one of the
0: many things or many skills that you bring to the personal development world is something i've recently um, done more research on is eFt yes. and uh, I have to admit like at first, I thought, well, how hokey can this be? Yeah. <laughs> because I came from like a a very technical, very logical software development background right. and to sort of come in and and it's such a wonderfully enlightening thing to see how powerful our mind really is. Like I thought the logic was this, the big powerful part. um, Mm. But when you open up to the other side of it, it's pretty amazing. Mm. And so I think for me, that was a big learning, but you, you really seem to integrate a lot of different, you said counseling and coaching, but you also do EFT and Reiki. Do you have like a favorite (laughs) technique that just like something you really, really
1: enjoy doing? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, oh it's got, like, which is your terrible. favorite child question? I know <laughs> I I was interviewing <laughs> someone
0: this morning who's a um, country music singer. And I was like, I know it's like asking who your favorite kid is, but we all have one. Yeah. <laughs> all it. Yeah. But like, What's your favorite song? And he's like, well, I don't know my favorite of that I've written, but I'll tell you my
1: favorite someone else wrote. Oh, so like, oh. <laughs> oh that's a good answer um so my favorite you know it is a good question and i'm not uh, i'm going to be annoying really because i can't actually um pinpoint because they each have their own
0: so that was what i was going to say
1: is there um are are
0: there specific techniques that seem to be more applicable either to Mm. what someone's suffering with or kind of the kind of person they are like that they'd be more open to a certain technique
1: absolutely i think generally if somebody is more open to trying different things then it's more perhaps likely to work or because they they're opening up to it just that in itself i think um technique wise eft if you do want to go dig deep and fast <laughs> um boy is that gonna do it for sure for sure and that is amazing when and even I go oh my word wow did that you know you're really there it's incredible and like it may be in a few minutes sometimes you know or half an hour and they've actually the person's actually got somewhere really significant um, and got to a real block perhaps and and then they might be emotional in some way, and you know, and they're holding the space, and it's all fine, and they come through it. But that's the thing, isn't it? With EFT it's kind of let's see what comes up, and then be with it so that it can pass through. You know, it's just yeah. it is incredible when that happens. I'm like, yes, oh, <laughs> this is why I'm doing this, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great.
0: So, um yeah, I think that's amazing. One of the things I was, I my, I was trying to explain to my daughter, my oldest daughter. Um, Every day she's always like, what do you do again? And I give her like a new thing every time to try to make it make sense. But the other day I said, I said this thing, I said, it's like, it's learning how to help people take their mess and turn it into their message.
1: Oh, nice. I love that.
0: But one of the things that I didn't even think until I was telling her that out loud was that the word message is actually part mess and part age Oh, yes. Oh, right. It's wonderful, right? Wow. So, um, yes. so I'm wondering, in how does one become like, well, you are you have so many skill sets. You're not one of those things. But how do you get yeah. into this kind of work? And mm. was your transition through sort of a mess to message kind of yes. uh, storyline?
1: Yes. Well, actually, when I look back at my past, it, I can't just say that it was one thing really. I think it was an accumulation of stuff. I think also we carry our parents' ancestry stuff in our DNA. <laughs> so sometimes I think, you know, stuff happens in life, we don't know why. And actually, if we look at our family and and their mess, and how much of that we might be carrying unconsciously as well. Um, having said that, there was an incident when I was 15, which may have something to do with why. I, as to why I later became a counsellor. And that was um, when I was walking back home from school. I arrived at home. I knocked on the door and I saw that um, my mum was talking to somebody. I thought, who's this? Who's she talking to? Looks like a woman. This woman turned round. And and I'm kind of exposing here quite, (laughs) might be a bit shocking. I don't know. But actually, the person in a wig was my dad. Oh, wow. And... Yeah, I'm kind of only just beginning to tell it as my story, to own it as my story publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because actually, that is part of, um, you know, one of the things that probably shaped um, what would be my career later on down the line. Um, At the time, you know, it was just a kind of small trauma, if you like. At the time, it just really sent me into confusion. Um, And I didn't discuss it with my mum Uh, till till after my dad had died and it was fine you know now it's not such a big deal perhaps but back then it was um so that was I suppose one bit of mess that I just kept away through secrecy and shame perhaps and all of those things Mm. he was a cross cross dresser I should say um and yeah so that was I guess one of the things that I've that's kind of I suppose shaped as I say um and the skill set stuff is around my wanting to learn and keep learning and just this huge interest for the subject of personal development. And I have to, you know, I am a bit of a course-a-holic and I have to just rein it in. Yeah, I you might as well? <laughs> it's, it's it's I know I'm like
0: of all of those things, like I'm not a holic, but <laughs> yeah. Maybe, right? <laughs> it's like, a how can you be, alert? how is that bad? But it, too much of anything is not good for you, right? Yeah. But, yes. yeah, I might have a few hundred undone, finished
1: yeah. <laughs> programs and books. But, I, and lo- but I love to
0: learn as well. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I also, um, when you, I think when you go through something that is maybe your current logic's in, inexplicable for what you currently know at the time. Mm, yeah until you really finally find the thing right you keep searching and any random place anywhere you need to be um Mm. until you find it and so i I think that um if you spent a long time waiting for the the 15 year old event to unfold then you had a lot of courses yet to sort of get to finding something that clicked that made sense that made it not yes
1: absolutely Absolutely, yeah, and that took a long time. I only spoke about it to one of my early on partners in my early twenties, you know, um, for the first time, and so that was, however, many years after, you know, about eight years after the events. Crazy, and then only when I started to uh, train as a counsellor in my early forties, the story came out again. Incredible, isn't it? We could be holding on to that stuff for so long. Yeah, and I always wonder. So I'm always
0: curious too. Is Like, it obviously had an impact on you, but it had an impact on your dad and on your mom.
1: absolutely.
0: And they were living that too, without it being part of your family's dynamic.
1: It was part of that Mm. hidden dynamic, right? Absolutely. And it was such a shame that I didn't get to talk to my dad about it all, you know, because he died. Yeah, he died over 20 years ago now. Such a shame. Wow, that's a long oh, yeah. time. That's a long time. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And a long time to have not spoken about it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Crazy, eh? Crazy. Yeah,
0: it is crazy. Yeah. I, but I think that um I don't know what you think. I mean, as a counselor and as a coach, I think the things that we don't talk about we bring about over and over again. Yes. Yes. You know. It, yeah. Or the confusion or the unresolved yeah. issues or the not finishing the learning.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> yes. um, I yeah. uh I had a similar one that I just started talking about in the last few years, and it's not my story, which is also part of it. Like it's yeah. not my story. I didn't it yeah. didn't happen at me. But my mom told me that she was when she was thirteen, she was forced to have an abortion. Yeah. And until that point my mom was gonna be a nun. Mm. And then, um, back then, back then, right. Mm. It wasn't legal and she was already six months along when they found out. So there was a lot of trauma with that whole. Wow. And she had the first time she'd ever told a living soul. She was in her fifties and it was me wow. And to see somebody like literally i feel like she became 13 for like a few moments and just had oh, this wow. this experience and i thought oh my gosh wow. to live with that yes for yes. 50 years 40 yeah. years for yeah her, yeah is a, so when you say maybe we own some of the I, you know i've never i've heard that some people say that about you know owning some of your parents stuff yes but, absolutely
1: right for so them. you have some mm. stuff for your
0: father and
1: I so probably for my have mom. some
0: things for my mom. And
1: yeah, yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. And my mom would have lived like yours, you know, with that for many years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The shame that we hold for others in some way.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. She actually asked me, like my mom is still around, barely, but she's hanging in there. My, my father died last year, yeah. but she asked me to not let her story go untold because she felt she felt like that not telling it passed it on yes yes which is so weird i never thought about it you know i thought oh if you don't tell it it gets to stop but
1: she's like no if you don't tell it it stays yes how lovely yes wonderful like any story of our own or any feeling emotion or whatever in narratives if it doesn't get told it can't pass through yeah. you know to to come to some kind of resolution in in a way but we don't have the knowledge of
0: the the event
1: to, yes. be able to help
0: work through it so it makes each generation mm. more difficult
1: yes. for them to
0: unburden because they yes. don't have the yes. first hurt maybe that's
1: right that's right so it gets diluted along the way somehow yeah. unless i mean there are people who are into ancestral healing aren't
0: they yeah there have been and i haven't really yeah. um I talked to one gentleman on one of the podcasts that kind of he was more like kind of a medium right. type, so he kind yeah. of had some of that other lives pieces. Yeah. Um, but I haven't done any of that kind of work my, myself. No, no. It sounds very complicated. You must have a special little special something going on yeah. there. Yeah, I There's... don't know
1: anything about it. <laughs> my God, that's <laughs> <really fun.
0: laughs> sounds awful. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so how long yeah. have so one of the things that I also noticed is and so is you have a is it a Spanish retreat is it in Spain yes. or is it in Spanish or yes
1: yes and yes <laughs> but not this year unfortunately for obvious yeah, reasons for hmm. a few
0: obvious reasons but yeah you could have you could have some of the vibe you
1: know? yeah <laughs> so it's um my cousin and I she teaches Spanish and I also teach yoga and um, mindful very slow movement Mm -hmm. kind of yoga Um, and so and our mums both have an apartment in the south of spain in estebona yeah Um, that's spanish did I say that? I can't remember. And um, uh, they have, yeah, so we go and visit our mums in the summer because they, they go there every summer for a couple of months. So we visit and a couple of years ago, I had the idea of, um, should we get together and, um, and do a retreat? And it ha- so happened that she'd also had the same idea. Um, we, we might as well do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. We thought of a way to do it. And we ran one last year, the first one. And it was lovely, just a very small group of women um it was fantastic we had bicycles we did our yoga movements a few times a day they learned some basic spanish conversation um there were swimming pools in the complex where we held the retreats so we could hang out there she taught spanish at the swimming pool you know outside and um we talked to the waiters in spanish so we could apply all the learning yeah no it was great fun it sounds lovely it sounds lovely
0: so you mentioned like um it totally makes sense this would be part of your vibe but you kind of do more of a mindful yoga Mm. is is that well I think yoga in itself is misunderstood anyway people think it's
1: absolutely either
0: spiritual only or yeah about stretching your body only but it's 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 like a way of life a lot of Part parts of that. Absolutely. So, what does mindful yoga mean to you? Like, what is that? How does that uncover for you in your workshops? Mm.
1: So, it's, um, it's a way, let's say, of getting out of your head, although you can use your imagination very much, you know, that it's about using your imagination as well. But it's a kind of embodied practice so that we get to know who we are from a different perspective, if you like. So, we go inwards. And the movements are slow, deliberately so, um, so that we can slow down. We use the breath and to inform the mood. And it's not really noticing and hearing what perhaps the body has been trying to express, possibly for many years. But we ignore it because we're running around fast, fast, fast so yeah it's that slow vibe but we do use in the yoga that i teach is scaravelli influenced and so that it's um we use the shapes of yoga if you like as a way through rather than being the the end game so ah, yeah, i so see it's so
0: not, it's not the you're not the, not, the outcome isn't getting yeah.
1: a good yoga practice in that's it. the, uh, the yeah. yoga itself is a vehicle maybe that's it that's the word yeah it's okay. a vehicle for the for the deep stuff the, the spiritual aspect i guess yeah. um although it is you know really good for the body as well it's a different kind of workout if you like yeah that's mm. working out some other stuff too right yeah absolutely It's when we slow down we know don't we that's when all the stuff can come up that's when all the icky um, stuff comes all the <laughs> stuff that needs to come oh yeah, I know. yeah. yeah but and,
0: you know i d- think that you know um i don't know who told me recently. so maybe it's one of the other oh, another guest but they said we forget sometimes that pain isn't to be avoided pain is pain is the voice yes. that our body has
1: lovely to tell,
0: to tell us to pay attention to something
1: yes.
0: and so if we keep if we medicate or we don't stretch or we don't have like we're not in touch we're using an entire way to
1: communicate absolutely we are so good we're so expert at numbing pain numbing ourselves because who wants to feel the pain right
0: yeah isn't there you may may or may not know but in, in the mindfulness practices one of the initial like super scientific parts of it was yes. mindfulness as a way to be in in pain yeah. was, um, they actually yeah. taught people to that all the people that were in pain to the point where they stopped letting them go to the pain clinics that there was nothing they could do they actually created a mindfulness awareness training around um, being in pain living within yes. pain yes. and it was one of the few things that made life bearable for for people who My had. Principle. Tried to push it away forever. So, as yes. around the time was it like the CBT training, and then M- there was like mindfulness eating, and then MBT. But the the guy that started that started with pain. Yeah, lovely. And it expanded from there,
1: which was really interesting. Absolutely, it's there's something about um, yeah, paying attention to why it's there. It's there for a reason. But there's the emotional pain as well as the physical. But absolutely, um, I think it's particularly good for chronic pain sufferers um, and rheumatoid arthritis, anything like that, because especially with EFT as well, you know, it's about chasing the pain. There's that aspect to it where and with gestalt therapy, which is a form of counselling, you know, it hits lots of different places, um, modalities, but that thing around. okay, so where's the pain? What kind of pain is it? Where is it? Feel into it. Mm-hmm. Breathe into it. If your pain could say something, if it had a voice, what would it be telling you right now? Yeah. Yeah. And all the while you're doing that, you're slowing, you're calming the nervous system. So that the rest of the body can start helping out as well. Yeah.
0: I think it's, mm. it's just a beautiful practice to see, Like, so there'd be people who've like been running from, right. That pain forever. And the only way for it to actually be subsided is if you listen.
1: Yes. The irony.
0: Yes. Yeah. And there's like, and that's like, even with talk, like talk therapy, some of the others, it's, it's about having the voice that's crying out, being heard. Yes.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And sometimes it's, it's in the layers right down, 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 down. And it's about, yeah. You know, yeah. Um pe- peeling the onion.
0: It's hard to want to feel pain though, right? Because you're yeah. of course you want to get away from
1: it. That's like Yes. That's a lizard brain going, Ah, that, ah. ah that, that. get that. Run away. <laughs> Absolutely. Run away. Yeah. So it's survival as well. Yeah. Yep. It's a survival okay. strategy to run away from it, but it's a survival strategy to have it as well. Yeah. I guess yeah. both, weirdly.
0: Life life is complicated, right? <laughs> it is. It's not easy. So <laughs> but, what would be your like ideal client because you have like so many beautiful trainings and skill sets and just ways of being in the world who is like if somebody was like oh this is what's wrong I should talk to Sue
1: <laughs> what what are they going through or what's yeah. happening for them So um, my main demographic if you like has been is is women uh, are women um, between probably around the ages of thirty-five to fifty-five, or even older, sixty, perhaps, um, and they've come to a point in their life where they're thinking, right, actually, my life isn't how I would like it to be going right now. It's I, perhaps they have hit a block. They're not feeling themselves. They're aware now that they have negative thinking patterns. Perhaps they're feeling anxious. Um, They're perhaps overwhelmed. And something's got to give, basically. Something has to change. But they're not in a place where they can make decisions right now. And they need some support to come in and to kind of shed a light on what's going on and help them through. So it would be like if... You know, would a
0: would an example client be someone, um, obviously female in that age bracket, who's like overwhelmed, but they're not even really sure why? Yeah,
1: they're absolutely. Just, they
0: might not be. They're just yeah. like something's not good, but yeah. I don't know what it is, and what, I don't yeah. want it anymore. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, or, or they've reached, a, um, and or they've reached a crossroads in their life. Mm
0: nice yeah yeah that's beautiful so do you have like a one of your favorite stories of overcoming from a client like a client story or Mm. one that you like to tell you can't have a favorite kid you can't have a favorite client (laughs) you don't have to use their name or anything but just like a nice story that you like to to share
1: so there's a couple um there's one who I had, she was quite successful, had been quite successful in her own right. Um, she was self-employed, working with a partner in the fashion industry. And um, she was so f- had suffered for many years from depression. She's quite out about it. Um, you know, she t- talks to people about it and owns it as her story for, for her stuff. Um, and she wanted help because not only with the depression, but at the same time, she needed to pull away from that biz- particular business she was in um, and she wasn't quite sure how to go about it. And she'd been around the circles for ages, trying to mull it over. There was issue, interpersonal issues with the partner that she was in business with, um, but she just didn't know what to do beyond that. And she had a calling, like a heart-centred calling to do something different with her life. But she just did not have a clue what it was. And so together, we got to the stage where she was able to successfully um, negotiate a way out of that business partnership and and away from that business into a place where she... was able to explore because what, as it transpired because of her depression and her exhaustion, she was being told by her doctor and her husband and her friends that she, what she needed was a break. And it was apparent that she needed some time out. She needed rest. And in that space, that's when we actually did the best work, (laughs) of no surprise, I guess. Um, and now, now she's in a space where she is uh, running her business. It's, it's amazing. It's, she's running a business where she can help women with their personal development, personal growth, confidence issues. But using her... Um, her uh, what was it called now wardrobe it's um somebody who helps with um wardrobe and how you look you know with, with clothes and like image sty- or stylist or yeah, yeah yeah so she uses what she already knows um but has actually turned it around to do something that really is more heart-driven for her it's amazing yeah oh
0: that sounds so lovely so, yeah
1: yeah yeah that, and one cool. of the
0: things it sounds like um like I think a lot of us that are in coaching kind of start with our mess or our struggle and our message. So it sounds like she took her things she was struggling with and brought it together. Um, but what I do find is often the pivot occurs in the pause. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. It's that moment in the middle where you go, okay, I don't Mm -hmm." know the answer. But I'm I'm gonna not I'm gonna accept I don't know and just yes. pause and be here yes. in this moment. Beautiful. And yes. sound, that's what you said, right? Your client, that's it, it was in that break in that space that she could think, yes. could see beyond. Yes. Um, so I Absolutely. love that. The, I call the, that the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I call and it embracing my pause. Oh, like, nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like trying to find like. Oh, everything feels crazy. Oh, that yeah. means I need to slow down. Yeah. Find my pause. That's it. And then it it seems that in that moment of stillness, you can find where the pain is, right? Or you can find what yes. the messages are and you can Absolutely.
1: maybe navigate through what yes. you're in
0: to yes. a better outcome in the end.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's cool. And
0: you have like all these wonderful skill sets that you can use for that right the (laughs) yoga
1: for pause and reiki and and so what what we can do yeah in those sessions is to negotiate okay we've got these tools what should we use today you know because we can contract for a variety of things you know um and so sometimes they might just want to sit with a stone in their hand to be grounded and then we'll do more counseling kind of stuff and then that might merge into more coaching if they're ready. It just depends what's needed and, and each person is different. Um, I've done Reiki as, as part of coaching package or session, um, EFT. Yeah. And and the body movement stuff now, I'm integrating more of that. Yeah. yeah. I think what's beautiful about your your unique
0: qualities are um, I'm very careful to say I, I am a certified coach. I have lots yeah. of different practices of coaching, but um, it matters, right? Like I deal with how to get you from this moment in the present to where you want to be. Yes. But I don't try to find out if your mom caused it, right? Yeah. I don't go in the, I'm not trained to see yes. what worth issues you had or belonging or whatever yeah. it is in the past.
1: Yeah. Whereas
0: you're able to pivot either forward or back, yeah. yes, depending yes. on what the client needs, because you yeah. have that training of um, as a therapist, as a counselor, yeah. they're they're trained to deal with you know yes.
1: childhood issues or traumas or things like that. And at first, when I well, I was a counselor for many years first, and then transitioned into coaching. Well, I love counselling so much that for me, it it was never really going to be either or, but it was a way, you know, it was kind of, well, how do I merge these together without it all becoming a bit messy? How how does that work? And I guess that's still an ongoing process, you know, seeing what (laughs) works and how to market that, you know, so people understand what I'm about. Um because I think it's hard for me to do uh, one without the other now. (laughs) Yeah. Because you have that, you know, you're able to pivot Um, and attend
0: to what needs attending for someone. Yeah. So I would ask the question then, because, because you're uniquely skilled on both those, both disciplines, um, what would you suggest people are careful about? Like if they're looking for a practitioner Hmm. um, and where you go, you know what, you should consider someone who has a therapy background if this is happening. Like, Mm -hmm. are there areas that you, you personally are like, no, consider that might not be the best choice for you.
1: For somebody who wants to.
0: So if they don't know if they should be talking to a coach or a therapist, because you're unique
1: because you do both. Usually people are therapy or coach. True. So sometimes um, people, don't know what coaching is or they don't know what counselling is. Yeah. Uh, And so they could turn up for coaching and actually, um, the issues that keep coming up for them and keep, keep getting in the way of them moving forward might indicate actually maybe a counselling intervention might be better.
0: Okay.
1: You know, um, and we will contract for either doing both or more one or whatever, you know, um, if I'm the right person for them as well, you know, because I might not be. Yeah. So if I, so I know tons and tons of coaches.
0: If mm. I have a coach friend that's like, oh, I think this person really needs the next level of support, could they approach you if the client was open to it and maybe refer them into someone else that has that skill set?
1: Absolutely. From coaching to counseling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They could. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, is there anything else you'd like to just kind of tell the audience or share with them about you or what you do or how to find you?
1: Um, well, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, on Sue, I have a page which is Sue Arosa, and I also have a Facebook group, a private group, um, and that group is for support, for tips, for. Um, we do like a mental health check-in day, for example, you know, how you're doing kind of thing. There's also a subgroup of that, which I've just started during lockdown, which is a free, again, like a kind of coaching group, coaching slash support group within that. Mm -hmm. Um, and we do challenges and I put videos out, do lives and stuff about different areas of mental health uh, and personal development. So there's that. And there's my website, www.suarosa.com. And I'm on Instagram as well. Yeah, you're everywhere
0: you want to be, right?
1: (laughs) It's beautiful.
0: Well, we'll make sure that we have all of your contact information in the show notes so that um, people are able to find you if they're looking for your unique combination of skill sets or if you just resonated with them and they're looking for some support. And I love that you have kind of a lockdown sort of check-in day so hopefully people will take um, take advantage of that support Mm. if they're feeling they need it during this time yeah
1: thank you so much it's really really lovely to be on here and enjoyed our conversation thank you wonderful
0: well let's stay in touch okay Sue
1: yeah definitely all right bye-bye bye-bye